This episode of TSN Hockey Analytics is dedicated to all those impacted by the Humboldt Broncos bus crash tragedy. Our thoughts and prayers are with you all. Get the meaning behind the numbers and more. This is TSN Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050, the voice of hockey. Welcome to the show, everybody. TSN Hockey Analytics, regular season finale edition here on TSN 1050 Toronto across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at TSN Analytics at AndyMC81. You miss any of this show, past shows, whatever, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can get us there, the TSN1050.ca show page. And, of course, we tweet out the links on Twitter and Instagram as well. Big show today. We're going to try to lead things off with James Myrtle. A lot of James and Jamies on the show today. James Myrtle, editor-in-chief of The Athletic Toronto, should be by in a minute or so. Travis Yost is running, yes, folks, running another marathon. That is two in a month. Travis Yost is going beast mode for some secret covert operation, I can only assume. We'll try to catch up with Travis Yost next week when it comes playoff time and, and see what, why, why is he running more than one? Crazy. So Travis is off this week. James Myrtle, uh, hopefully by in a few minutes. Uh, Jamie Thomas, Winnipeg Jets TV insider. Jamie and I go uh, way back. Used to be a host on TSN 1150 Hamilton. Went out this season to work with the Jets. Only, the only two Canadian teams in the playoffs. So we'll go Leafs. We'll go Jets. And it's the Fantasy Hockey Awards season. How about that? We'll go Fantasy Hockey Awards season with James Harding from DraftKings and NHL. Dot com And then, of course, Heroes and Zeros from Scott Cullen uh, on tsn.ca. So we'll uh, venture to get a hold of, of James Myrtle there. But uh, we'll have producer Sean Lavery here. Shawnee, let's look at here. And this is interesting because if you're playing fantasy hockey still, you're, well, your season, if you're in the league, your season is done. Uh, but if you're playing DraftKings, and I'll get into this with James, but I always find it tricky when you're in no matter what sport. If you're talking fantasy hockey, if you're in the last weekend of a regular season, how do you play lineups? Because you have to really take into account players, one, not giving a damn, two, coaches either sitting stars for the playoffs and or, if you're out of it, playing younger players. So like that, that's, that's really the interesting part to me of, of how do you go about actually setting your lineup. Right, like it's 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 tricky that way for the final weekend because, like, let's say for the Leafs, is Austin Matthews going to be playing as many min- minutes as he used to? Uh, I don't know. I'd agree with you in the fact that this last little weekend here of of the regular season is a tough week to do fantasy hockey, whether it's daily or, or league. Um, but I tell you what, especially with DraftKings, the playoff time—that's one of my favorite times to do fantasy hockey. I don't know what it is, but the the playoff structure where it just it creates matchups and you can kind of get a long term feel over seven mm-hmm. games. Uh, maybe um of a of a series that's when i really have a a much better luck in DraftKings. the regular season for me is hard because it it's, right. it feels a lot more random in a way right um, but playoffs for for things like DraftKings and, and daily contests is a lot easier i haven't done a league a playoff league yet um because that's really hard to pick too because you have to pick guys where their team is going to go deep that's the, yeah and if if there's an upset you're stuck Right, right. Like you're 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 stuck right off the. <laughs> if you pick the Bruins to go deep, and they get knocked in the first round, for example, and you're stuck with a whole bunch of Boston players, yeah, that's that's rough. 
That's not going to go well. So this is where I think daily fantasy hockey really thrives is in the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, I like what you said because you can you can really see how a series develops. Like, let's say you have a shutdown guy on, on somebody, right? And then you're able to to see how it progresses. Or somebody gets hot. There's always a playoff hero, right? There's always somebody, fourth liner or something, that comes out of nowhere and scores a bunch of goals. So, yeah, that, that's, where, that's where I find it interesting when it comes to fantasy hockey where you're – you're trying to set things up. So if we look ahead to the playoffs, and boy, it's 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 going to be tricky to uh, to set those lineups, especially for let's say the Maple Leafs, to see if there's any under the radar guys. But we'll get into that a little bit later on with James Harding from DraftKings on the line now. Another James, it's Myrtle, editor in chief of the Athletic Toronto. James, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, Andy. I'm standing here at the uh, ACC getting ready for Leafs and Habs tonight. So there you close go. Out the, close out the season with the big matchup. Absolutely. You're you're one of three combinations of Jameses today. We have James, Jamie, and James again. So you kick it off. Congratulations. Oh, okay, I'll try and set the bar <laughs> high then. Exactly. So your colleague Joe Siegel tweeted out uh, the Leafs line combinations from Morning Skate today. Travis Dermott back in, which yeah, huge positive. There's uh, no sign of Janssen. Is there any situation outside of injury that would see Janssen surpassing, let's say, Leo Komarov and Mike Babcock's playoff lineup? Probably not for game one, but I think, you know, if they struggle um, in that first game or in the first two games in Boston or Tampa, then I think he's the first man up, you know, and so either an injury or, you know, maybe a tough start to the series uh, for the Leafs. But Andreas Janssen has been fantastic. And talk about analytics. I mean, his possession's close to 60%. He's really elevated that fourth line to the point where, you know, I think you can almost argue the Leafs have a first, a second, and then two third lines with how they've played with Janssen on that line. So, you know, I know Mike Babcock always says Ty goes to the veteran, and he feels that, that Leo Komarov deserves a chance to get back in, and he likes the way that he kills penalties and all of those things. But Janssen is, is right there, and he's played well enough that I think he deserves to be there. So it's going to be, we'll see. We'll see if he gets into the lineup or not. James Merle of The Athletic joins us on the Domino's delivery line. Folks, you can get unlimited medium two-topping pizzas for just $7.99 each with the purchase of a minimum of two. So you can get four, five, six, seven, a uh, hundred medium pizzas for seven ninety nine dollars <laughs> each. Hey, if you're watching the playoffs, James, right? Hey, have yeah. the boys over, whatever. You're having a, yeah, you're having a big night, Andy. A hundred pizzas. <laughs> Maybe not for myself, but yeah, seven ninety nine each. Go to dominoes.ca today, dominoes.ca, and get James on Twitter at Myrtle. Uh, so much like the forward group, Toronto's defense, similar, and, and you said uh, the, the, the veteran Mike Babcock usually goes with him. Roman Polak has essentially cemented his spot on the back end compared to, let's say, going with a back and forth earlier in the year with a Connor Carrick. Do you see it all like like Mike Babcock, like that vision getting in the way or maybe stubbornness when it comes to maybe a youthful guy like a Carrick could have could have come in and do something different? I think that's maybe another one where let's say they play Tampa, a very fast offensive oriented team. I could see Roman Pollock getting into trouble, especially when the Lightning have mm-hmm. last change yeah. and John Cooper can can target Roman Pollock. You know, you remember that series with uh, the, the Penguins and the Sharks in the Stanley Cup final when Roman Polak was playing for San Jose, and Pittsburgh really did tar- target Roman Polak, and Evgeny Malkin's line played a lot against him, and they really dominated the Sharks in those minutes. So, you know, that's something that they're going to have to look out for. So let's say that happens in Game 1 and Game 2 in, in Tampa, then, yeah, I think that there's definitely a chance that Connor Carrick could be worked in 
uh, on that third pair with Travis Dermott. Now, what Mike Babcock said today at the skate is that he feels that like the the games that Dermott and Polak play complement them, themselves really, really well, and that they're better as a, a pairing. They're they're stronger players together than they would be apart. We'll see if it plays out that way. In conversation with James Myrtle from The Athletic. And earlier in the week, much of the Leafs fan base was kind of thinking, okay, let's just get to the playoffs. Last week of the season, we know what we're doing. We know where we are. But then on Thursday, the Leafs played their last road game. It was against the Devils. They were fighting for their playoff lives. How did you think they responded? Do you think they're both mentally and physically ready for the playoffs? I think they're going to be. Yeah, I mean, the Leafs have been in a tough situation where basically since late January, they've known they're going to get that third spot in the Atlantic. They've known they're going to play either Tampa or Boston. They haven't had a ton to play for since, you know, the last two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And if you look at their record over that span, it's very, very good. So, And I think that the young players have been a little bit impatient to get to this point where the games matter more, but I think that they're going to be ready for it. And the good news is that this first-round series isn't going to start till Thursday. Um, they're going to be able to practice Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mike Babcock says they're going to make full use of that. I expect we're going to see some really long practices and some really long video sessions directly in preparation for whatever, whoever their opponent is going to be. And this last week, it's provided plenty of highlight real goals from the duo of Austin Matthews, William Nylander, and now the Leafs' power play has been one of the best in the league for for much of the season. So how do you see Mike Babcock distributing minutes when they're up a man come playoff time? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, the the Bozak Kadri unit has been probably the best power play unit in the entire league, and the fact that they've been able to get Matthews and Nylander going here to, over the last, you know, five or seven games of the season, that's really encouraging because you know for a lot of the season the Leafs really only had the one weapon on the power play. Now they've got two, and one of the things that makes the Leafs power play so effective is that those two units score goals in very very different ways, and it it makes life complicated for the penalty kills on the other team to get ready because they have to prepare for two entirely different looks, uh, two different styles of play. The the Bozak unit is all about funneling the puck down uh, to the goal line and, and then banging in the rebound, whether it's JVR or Kadri doing that. Uh, and the Matthews and Nylander is more about making the pretty cross-ice plays. Um, you know, in a playoff series, those kind of subtle things where having two very different power play units could really work to their advantage. And last one for you here, James, last chance to talk before the playoffs begin. So in 2017-18, this season, the Leafs have three more points in the Pittsburgh Penguins right now, the seventh in the NHL standings league-wide. Are the Maple Leafs in the top class of legitimate Stanley Cup contenders in your mind? They're probably just outside that top class. I would say the top class is the top four or five teams, and they're right there in the second tier. But Teams in the second tier can win. Sure. You know, those teams those teams can win the Stanley Cup. So I think that at the very least, the Leafs are a dark horse contender this year. You know, they they can beat these teams. You know, maybe it's not a 50-50 series against Tampa and Boston, but it's a 48 to 52% chance that, that the Leafs are going to be able to, to come out. So they, they've got a shot, and they're going to have to beat a lot of good teams to do it. But, you know, we've seen them beat a lot of good teams. And one of the things that Ron Hainsey told me a couple of weeks ago is that he thinks that this Leafs team really elevates when it plays against better teams and then kind of maybe plays down to their opponents a little bit more when they play against weaker teams. The Leafs record this year against good teams is really, really good. And that could potentially bode well for them in the playoffs. 
Well, James, 15 games across the National Hockey League tonight. Enjoy Leafs and Habs down to ACC. Okay. Thanks, Andy. All right, buddy. James Myrtle from The Athletic Toronto, their editor-in-chief. You can follow him on Twitter, at Myrtle. After the break, Jamie Thomas from Winnipeg Jets TV. Jets insider, the only other Canadian team to be in the playoffs. We'll get a Jets point of view next on TSN Hockey Analytics. Roslovic on the near side, now for Connor with speed, down the left wing side, cuts in toward the middle, he drops it now for Roslovic, back for Connor's shot, he scores! Kyle Connor will hit number 30 on the season with an overtime winner! Welcome back to TSN Hockey Analytics, regular season finale here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. On the TSN1050.ca show page as well. Get us on iTunes too. Subscribe and rate us there on Twitter at TSN Analytics. Myself at AndyMC81. Still to come in the show, James Harding from DraftKings and NHL.com. We'll have the Fantasy Hockey Awards and also some tips heading into the final weekend of the fantasy hockey season. Scott Cullen from TSN.ca with Heroes and Zeros as well. And in just a few moments, Jamie Thomas from Winnipeg Jets TV will join me. Only two Canadian teams. We talked to James Myrtle, got the Leaf angle, and we'll get the Jets side of things in just a moment. So uh, we want to mention, too, we it off the top of the, top of the show, uh, the tragedy with the, the Humboldt Broncos uh, out of Saskatchewan and the, the bus crash there. There's a GoFundMe page to help. We're going to tweet it out at TSN Analytics in, uh, well, within the hour. And at the end of the show, at TSN Analytics, if you don't know the GoFundMe page, we will send that there for any support. And, of course, offering our thoughts and prayers on the tragedy to all involved there. So we'll, uh, we'll get Jamie Thomas in a couple minutes. He's just uh, in with uh, Paul Maurice uh, on the Scrum. They're talking about the, the tragedy there as well. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Jamie Thomas TV. This is going to be a fascinating playoffs for these two Canadian clubs. Because, of course, okay, if we're Leaf fans, we want the Leafs to go as far as possible, obviously. But overall, you got two teams in. What are the Winnipeg Jets? 112 points, 51 wins, 20 losses, 10 OTLs. How far are they going to go? We're going to ask that question to Jamie Thomas, my old buddy from Hamilton, Jamie Thomas, living the life in Winnipeg. How's it going, buddy? Uh, really good, Andy Mack. How are you? Today? Oh, great to hear from you again. You know, let's start on a on a somber note. You were just in uh, with Paul Maurice, hearing about the the tragedy there. Uh, what can you you tell us about that? And just a a quick thought from you. Uh, just uh, Paul Maurice can take any questions with regards to game tonight because you know, of course, game uh, between the Jets and the Blackhawks final regular season game for both teams means nothing in terms of uh, moving in the standings. Already lost in with the Minnesota Wild in the first round. Of course, Chicago's not going to playoffs, so. Uh, he made it clear that he was only taking questions with regards to the uh, bus tragedy that happened last night. And uh, I guess the best quote he said was, um, you know, when I'm paraphrasing, of course, he just said the game will be played tonight. Uh, it will not be in center stage. And also, um, you know, anybody that's in the NHL um, has ridden the bus. And, they're, and you know, they're, they're with the families. They're with um, everyone affected by what happened last night because they've all been in a bus at some point in their life. They still ride in a bus from the airport to uh, the hotel, from the hotel to the rink and everything like that too. So, um, you know, and he also mentioned that, the, you know, some of the best stories come from the bus. The quietness afterwards after a the bus, you're sharing that. Uh, so um, I'm not sure about you, Andy Mack. I, I've ridden in many 
uh, us with the Western Hockey League split left for Hurricanes. Um, I, I know a lot of those roads they travel on, and uh, it's it's difficult to put into words of how everybody's feeling. But I think um, the best part I've seen is just, just how kind uh, everyone has been uh, on social media that I've seen. Yeah. The, how you know you know Kobe Armstrong, uh, former Red Deer Wolf from NHL, or his mom's tweeting out that you know you want to stay at our house uh, in Saskatoon. We can do that. Tweeting out you know his organizer tweeting out nonstop about it and uh, the GoFundMe page. I, I think uh, you'll see how special we we know this. Anybody that's you know covered hockey and you'll see how special and how tight uh, the, the the NHL and hockey community is uh, tonight and throughout the day. Um, in the United States and Canada, um, it's it's a terrible day, and it's sad uh, that this is the way things uh, what what has happened. Um, I think we'll our, our hearts will be warm today, uh, watching uh, the outpouring of support from across the hockey community this evening. Yeah, the hockey hockey family will be coming together for sure. Uh, yeah. Jamie Thomas here from uh, the Winnipeg Jets, Jets Insider, Jets TV. Uh, so, Jamie, you mentioned all right, this is just for the Jets tonight. Really, get yeah. through it. No injuries, yeah. just just get it done. But what a year, like 112 points, my goodness. And when you think yeah. about the Canadian NHL scene this year, it's been a tough one. you got the Leafs and the Jets to the playoffs, that's all. But the quality of those two teams, we don't have any guys squeaking in. So when you look at, at, at the, the Jets, is there anything that you're worried about on this team going into the postseason? Uh, I don't know if it's concern. It's It's you're wondering... Uh, Connor Hellebuck, start first and foremost. I mean, that's where you start. You could put him on top of the list um, of the reasons why the Jets are where they are, right? They've had a very mm-hmm. talented team for a long time now, and the question's always been what happens if the, Jets, if the Jets only had a good goaltender, and they've had a great one this year. Um, Connor Hellebuck is a win away from um, surpassing Tom Barrasso's NHL record for most wins by an American-born goaltender um, That, that if, he, if he wins the game tonight. But my question is, or maybe my, not even a concern, but you're just wondering, uh, it, it, things change. He has no playoff experience, right? So you're wondering, yes, he's played in playoffs, I'm sure, at some point in his career. Um, but you're wondering if that's going to take a toll on him. But from what I've seen of his, his mental toughness this year, I think he's ready for it. The other concern now is the franchise has never won a playoff game. So not a concern, but you're like, how you know how much pressure is on the team just to get that one win out of the way? And then, of course, it takes 16 to win the Stanley Cup, but that one win, and once they get that out of the way, I think that will things will start rolling for them at that. Um, and of course, you're playing in your home ice, you have nice advantage uh, against the Minnesota Wild uh, whenever the series starts. And the whiteout, the conversations, the, the viewing parties are already you know going through. So I'm part in it. But from what I've seen from this group all year, you know, you 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 ask big picture questions, right? Yeah, yeah. going for first place in the Central Division, they to a man to the coaching staff consistently have been said just looking at this game tonight. They were just look at big picture, and that starts with Paul Maurice has just been uh, a tremendous job with the coaching staff and management group, and uh, I think that those questions will be answered quickly. Uh, so if, it, if there's not really concern, you're just wondering about stuff. You're just wondering if the Playoff pressure will get to anybody, um, but I've seen a lot this year from this group, and I just don't see it getting to anybody uh, that much uh, when the playoffs start next week. In conversation with Jamie Thomas from uh, Jets TV on the Domino's delivery line, folks, you can get a medium feast pizza for just ten ninety nine, or unlimited medium two-topping pizzas with the purchase of 
a minimum of two for $7.99 each. So you can get as many medium pizzas as you want for just $7.99 each. Go now. Great for the playoffs. Domino's.ca. Domino's.ca. Jamie, one of the, the great stats of this Jets team is the fact that they have three guys under the age of 23 <laughs> in Line yeah. A, Ellers, and Connor. All three of them have at least 29 goals. Line A off the charts. We know about him. Connor has right. 30. Uh, how have these youngsters been able to play at such a high level and, and kept their quality of play so high through the entire grind of an NHL season? Well, I think first and foremost, you, you, let's start with Kyle Connor, right? He he began the year in the American Hockey League. I, I believe he, I, my memory serves me correctly, he only had one assist uh, throughout the entire preseason. So they sent him down to the Manitoba Moose. Then an injury to Matthew Perot, who had opened the season with Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler happened. Uh, Perot blocked a shot, um, had a foot injury. So in comes Kyle Connor called up. And when you play with players of that quality, um, I think that only helps your game. But at this point, uh, Paul Maurice said the other day, now it's not Kyle Connor riding the coattails of Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley. It's his confidence is there. Now he's starting to force the issue with his speed. Uh, he's got a great shot, uh, has three overtime winners in the last month or so of play. So it, 30 goals for him leads all NHL freshmen uh, in, in that department. So I think that his confidence has been key playing with Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley, but now just not, you know, now it's just, oh, he's playing with Wheeler and Shifley. It's, he's been working things out on his own. He's carrying the puck more, has more confidence in the offensive end of the rink when he has the puck on his stick. So I think that's been great. Nikolai Ehlers has been playing on line with Patrick Laine throughout the year and pretty much for the majority of his NHL career. His great speed uh, causes many things, right? And, and Ehlers is a streaky scorer, but when he's on his game, he can go coast to coast. Um, and uh, just signed an extension earlier this year. And then you mentioned Patrick Laine. I mean, he's had droughts, but not very long. And then before, it was really, if you think about it, it's only a block shot that kind of stopped him because he was on a tear. I could have swore he was going to get to 50 this year, but uh, blocked that shot uh, in a game against the Los Angeles Kings. Didn't miss anything, but I think it took him a little bit to shake that off, and now he's back to shooting the puck hard again. So it's it's when you think about it, it's almost staggering to think about how young these three players are and how much more is in front of them, and certainly for the Winnipeg Jets in that department. But uh, it's... Now, even when the games are getting tighter, they're still scoring. And that's been the big thing and the big reason for the Jets' success over this last 10 games or so. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Jamie, we'll let you go here. But listen, I know you're an NFL buff, a, a draft <laughs> junkie. Who's going first overall oh, to my Browns, buddy? Who's going first? Uh, Who's going I, first? Listen, I, you would like to think I just love Sam Darno, right? I just, uh, <laughs> although Josh Allen is such a consideration, you're like, oh, man, through that terrible win and playing the AFC North, you've got to go with Allen and that arm and that capability. But I just don't know if they're in that category of taking a chance. And it just seems to me um, that Darno is checking off all the boxes, right? And he's embraced the fact that he wants to play in Cleveland and he wants to be first overall. Yeah. Those conversations with the management, the group, and the owner – uh, during his pro day and throwing in the rain and didn't care and wanted to do it. I, I think he just wants to be first overall. And it speaks, it checks off all so many boxes. And I think you, you forget the fact that he lost all his top receivers uh, to the NFL the year before. The offensive line was in shambles and he, he still put up some pretty decent numbers. So to me, I think his first year has to be And if John Barkley is still sitting there at four, I think it'd be hard, hard to pass that up. I mean, he, he's clearly the draft, no matter what. Any draft analyst says if he's sitting there at four, you better take him, and then all of a sudden you've got there's your guys. I mean, it's yeah, hard to believe that Cleveland is sitting there like this in this position, my friend, losing Joe Thomas, the best left tackle ever. But um, it, it's the watch. This is the most intriguing NFL draft in years. As you hear me, I <laughs> it, it's just such an exciting time. 
Oh, it really is. And, and well, I'm sure we'll be talking uh, before then uh, via Twitter and, and elsewhere. Thanks so much for doing this, buddy. Andy, my friend, I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the weekend. All right. You too. Jamie Thomas from Winnipeg Jets TV on Twitter at Jamie Thomas TV. We'll talk NHL fantasy awards and give you some tips heading into the weekend. DraftKings and NHL.com. Hockey fantasy expert James Harding after the break here on TSN Hockey Analytics. Aaron weaves his way into the Detroit end, takes a shot to save his mate. Hello, Tits! to the show, TSN Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050 Toronto across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Follow us on Twitter at TSN Analytics at AndyMC81. Subscribe to us on iTunes, TSN1050.ca show page. Gotta give a shout out too to our friends at Stats Track. Uh, Drake Barahowski, friend of show, former Maple Leaf first overall pick. He's GM and head coach of the Leafs affiliate Orlando Solar Bears in the ECHL. They have a online Hockey Analytics course. We talked to him about it a couple of weeks ago. And our own Grady Sass, who is a producer sometimes and helps us on the show, he's going to be taking this course. So you can do it too. Eight-week online course, game-changing hockey intelligence. It helps you prepare for a career in hockey analytics. So you can visit statstrack.ca slash course. Email info at statstrack.ca. On Twitter, at StatsTrack, they have all the info up there, too, for, uh, Facebook and all that good stuff. Uh, but give it a try. If you ever had an inkling of, hey, what can I, I do? I want a career in hockey analytics. This is the place to start. There's also placement opportunities with teams for graduates, hands-on case study format. Very cool stuff. Check it out, our buddies at StatsTrack, led by Drake Barahowski, uh, StatsTrack.ca. All right. Hey, fantasy hockey time, folks, from DraftKings and NHL.com. It is our old buddy, James Harding. James, how's it going, man? Uh, I'm doing well today, Andy. How are you? I'm doing good. You know what? Let's hey, let's get right to it. Let's go. Stock up. Stock down. And James, I was talking about it earlier in the show. It's tough the last day of the season. Our coach is going to be resting stars, playing youngsters, whatever. Who's a, Give me a, sto- a stock up guy for your final weekend of the National Hockey League season. Yeah, a uh, stock-up guy that I really love this weekend. And I think he's going to play tonight in Detroit for the New York Islanders is Anthony Beauvillier. Uh, you look at him, his season has completely turned around since he was put on their second line with Matt Barzell and Jordan Everly in late December. Uh, just broke the 20-goal plateau for the first time in his career, 36 points this season. He has goals in five straight games eight points, two power play points, and 15 shots on goal in that span. And he has 11 points and 27 shots on goal in his past uh, 10 games. And I love the matchup tonight against the Red Wings. So um, stock up forward for this weekend would definitely be um, Anthony Beauvillier. And the second stock up real quick would be Antti Ranta from the Arizona Coyotes if he gets the start tonight. Uh, 9-1 and one in his last 10 games. Uh, top 10 in both goals against and save percentage on the season, and the recipient of a new three-year contract extension. So he's probably going to be pretty motivated if he gets a shot tonight. Okay, and stock down, who are we staying away from in the fantasy world? Uh, staying away from Leon Seidel and Mark Giordano. Both of them had uh, very uh, up-and-down seasons, but Giordano definitely the more disappointing one when you think of his failed exposure to Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan all season, only 13 goals, 25 assists, 
uh, only two assists in his past 11 games. But then you look at your Seidel, one point in his past four and three points in his past eight games. So uh, I'm not a fan of either one of them right now, especially uh, Giordano going into uh, tonight's matchup. I just don't like um, where he's priced and, and for the level of production that he's putting out. All right, so that's stock up, stock down. So, James, the end of the regular season, I think we need need some awards music here, for some fantasy awards. There we go, folks. James Harding, DraftKings and NHL.com. Fantasy awards. So, James, with this epic music, you go up to the podium, you're shaking open the envelope. Who's your MVP for fantasy hockey this year? Oh, man, uh, what a what a choice that you had when you consider some of the guys that are out there. Connor McDavid, Evgeny Malkin, Nathan McKinnon. But I'm going to stick with uh, my three-quarter of the season uh, MVP, which has been my, my pick really all along, and that's Nikita Kucherov. Mm. Um, when you look at the season that he had, second in the league in scoring with 100 points, only six points behind McDavid. We factor in the fact that McDavid has 14 three-point games, which is incredible in and of itself. Um, but Kucherov was just very, very consistent throughout the season. 39 goals, 61 assists, 36 power play points, and 279 shots on goal. So he was in the top 10 in all four of those categories. Just consistent production throughout the season. So, you know, I know that there are a lot of deserving guys, and most people would probably give it to one of McDavid or, or Malkin over Kucherov just because he slowed a little bit in the second half. I, I like where he was, and I thought that he remained consistent despite constantly in the second half of the season being split up from Steven Stamkos and kind of bouncing in and around with Tyler Johnson and Braden Point. So consistent point production with whoever he was with is a is a big key in fantasy hockey, and I like Kucherov with what he did with that. The Academy has spoken. Kucherov, the fantasy MVP. All right, uh, next envelope here, James. Best fantasy goaltender who takes it home. Yeah, and this one, again, very, very tight at the top. Uh, great seasons by Andre Vasilevsky from the Tampa Bay Lightning and Connor Hellebuck from the Winnipeg Jets. But I'm going with Pecorine. Uh 41 wins, was third in the league. 2.32 goals against was fifth. His uh, 927 save percentage was sixth, and he was tied with Vasilevsky with eight shutouts. Uh, rode the, pe- uh, the Predators to a President's Trophy, the number one overall seed in the Western Conference and, and a division title. So just an absolute outstanding season by him and, and by them. And when you saw where he has trended over the last couple of years for him to put together a season like this, where it seemed like he was turning down a little bit and then for him to bounce back and, and really be one of the top goaltenders in, in fantasy hockey, and in my opinion, the top goaltender, the most consistent uh, throughout the season. So I, I love Rene. And uh, I really like them going into the playoffs right now as well. But he's the fantasy goaltender of the year. One more trophy to give out here, James. And it goes to sleeper of the year. Every season, somebody jumps up who surprises us and makes an impact. Who gets your sleeper of the year? Yeah, well, when you take a look at his stats uh, before this season, his prior career high was nine goals. His prior career. career high in assists was 19 and his prior high in points was 25 and that's William Carlson from the Vegas Golden Knights. Hmm. You look at his production this season coming out of nowhere to score 43 goals, 35 assists, leads the league with a plus 49 ranking uh, rating. Uh, It's just an incredible 
turnaround from where he was as a bottom six player with the Columbus Blue Jackets to a legitimate first-line starting caliber center with the Vegas Golden Knights being flanked by another surprise of the year candidate in Jonathan Marcheseau. And really, that entire team could be up for this award just because of the type of production that you got from guys like James Neal and David Perron, who had had up-and-down seasons over the last few years, Mark andre Fleury having a great season, Malcolm Subban really coming out of nowhere, establishing himself as a legitimate backup and potential starting goaltender somewhere in the NHL, uh, you know, Nate Schmidt and, and Shea Theodore on defense. So, you know, a lot of surprises uh, from Vegas this season, but a fantasy surprise without a doubt has to go to the production of, of guys like Carlson and Marcia So. Yeah, the, that whole Vegas team. You're right. You could you could just pop them in every day. Uh, what a what a season they had, uh, James. And what a season you've had with this year. Thank you so much for taking the time all regular season long. And we'll do it again real soon. I appreciate you having me on all year, uh, Andy. And I just want to uh, really quick throw out uh, my thoughts and prayers and yes. condolences to um, everybody affected by the the horrible tragedy for the humble Broncos last night. Um, it's uh, it, it's uh, really hard to put into words anything like that. So um, just know that uh, everybody in the hockey world is praying for all of them, and uh, we wish everybody affected by that the best. Well said, sir. Thank you so much, James. Have a good weekend, bud. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That is James Harding from DraftKings and NHL.com. You got any fantasy hockey questions, you can get them on Twitter at jharding underscore hockey. And he joined us on the Domino's delivery line. Ten ninety nine for a medium feast pizza. It It's filling. I had one the other day, folks. The feast pizza. I had chicken and had barbecue sauce on it, too, with some green peppers and onions. Phenomenal. Domino's.ca delivery or carry Check it out. Domino's.ca. We will wrap up the show with Heroes and Zeros from TSN.ca's Scott Cullen. Our first non-James or Jamie of the hour. That's coming up on TSN Hockey Analytics. To Gardner once more. Nylander takes his pass to Matthews. Scores! The dynamic duo are on and Big Pappy gets his second of the game. As the Maple Leafs get ready for the playoffs, as does every team following Sunday. 15 games on the schedule tonight. And then one on Sunday as the regular season wraps up. As we wrap up the regular season finale of TSN Hockey Analytics, we will be back next week to start our playoff edition. So can't wait for that. Follow us on Twitter at TSN Analytics at AndyMC81. I'm Andy McNamara. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and you can find us on the TSN1050.ca show page as well. Joining me now on the Domino's delivery line and Folks, if you want to fill up on some pizza this weekend, you can get unlimited two-topping pizzas for $7.99 each. Here's the deal. You buy two, at least two, and anything on top of that, four, five, six, seven, ten, whatever, $7.99 each. Go to dominoes.ca. Check out all their deals at dominoes.ca for delivery or carryout. Scott Cullen on the line from tsn.ca. Scotty, how's it going? Super. How you doing, Andy? I am doing well. Hey, man, let's get right to the regular season finale of... It's time for the best. best. And worst of the NHL this week. Hockey analytics, heroes, and zeros with Scott Cohen and Andy McNamara. All right, Scotty, who's the first up in your hero department today? Uh, we're calling Arizona uh, Coyotes goaltender Antti Ranta. Uh, earned himself a new contract uh, this week, and you know, he's been on a tear. I'm not sure anyone really notices because Arizona's <laughs> been so far out of 
contention, but they've actually been playing pretty well over the past couple of months. Um, he has a 954 save percentage in his past 16 games. Um, obviously, that's you know you're riding a hot streak when you're, when you're at that level. Um, but you know over over the past four seasons, he has a 927 save percentage in 115 games. Um, a pretty worthwhile bet um, made by Arizona to get him from the Rangers uh, and give him a shot as their starting goaltender. And, uh, you know, it's paid off. And, and, you know, I think one of the reasons that the Coyotes season kind of went down the tube so fast is that Ranta got hurt early in the year and they didn't really have any uh, suitable backup. Um, so I think, you know, they like what they see and they're uh, they're signing up for three more years of anti-Ranta. That's right. And your second hero, Blake Wheeler from the Jets. Boy, he started April off well, didn't he? Three goals. Yeah, yeah, and and he has 13 points in his past 10 games. Uh, what's interesting to me, and, and maybe only me, is that um, he he's boosted his possession numbers lately. Uh, in the past 10 games, 58% course, he's 63% of the scoring chances. And look, he's been scoring all year. Like he's hit 90 points here as a 31 year old having a career year. Uh, but for a long time this year, uh, Wheeler's possession numbers were atypically terrible because he almost every year he's had really strong possession stats. Uh, you know, both. Mm-hmm raw coursey and, and relative and, and that wasn't the case uh this year but now this kind of strong finish is starting to level out his numbers he's still he's still got a negative relative coursey but it's not nearly as bad as it was earlier in the year yeah and a career high in points and scotty this is uh, unprecedented territory a bonus <laughs> hero that's right i wanted oh. to, i wanted to shoot in one one quick note here on travis dermott who, who appears like he's going to return to the maple Leafs lineup tonight uh he only has three assists in, in nine games before he got hurt but in those nine games, the Leafs were getting 64% of the shots and 72% of the scoring chances. That's tremendous. Um, and yeah, he's you know he's third pair uh, guy for them right now. But if he keeps putting up those kinds of results, uh, you could very easily see him moving up uh, the depth chart. Uh, you know, say by next season or the, or, um, the year after. That you know the, their patience has been rewarded here. It mm-hmm. seems by Travis Dermott. Like he's been able to step in and give them really quality minutes. And now to the zeros. Mike Fisher starts us off. Well, you know, you, you spend three quarters of the season at home, and uh, maybe it, maybe it's not so easy to jump back into the National Hockey League. Uh, look, his past seven games, he has no points, 39% Corsi, 38% of scoring chances. And, you know, I know we don't have huge expectations for Fisher, being that, you know, he, he was retired uh, and, and is kind of trying to jump back into the league. But he was the fifth-leading scorer on the Predators last year. It's not, it's not like you're taking a guy who's typically a fourth-line uh, plug who doesn't contribute and and sort of that's what they're getting now uh you know i, I think the, they're hoping that they can get more um you know in in the future and, and in the playoffs and they're certainly loaded up for a, a long playoff run uh but right now the the numbers are pretty bad for mike fisher and uh, scotty boy I, I, listen leaf fans they can never get tired of hearing dion Phaneuf in the zero category well I'm sure. <laughs> and, and here's the thing is when he went to la and he scored some goals right away um the the, I guess the thought would be, well, maybe he's going to get a fresh start in L.A. and, and the results will be better than they were in Ottawa. Uh, and I guess the time has gone on, we're finding out that no, the results really aren't that much better. Um, past 16 games, he has four assists, but three of them are on the power play. Uh, so that's one uh, even strength point in 16 games. Uh, 44% Corsi, 43% of the scoring chances at that time. Uh, getting outscored 9-4. to four. Um, And like this, this is... A bit of a problem here for the Kings is, is if Phaneuf is, uh, you know, a subpar defenseman for them, uh, they're kind of on the hook for the next three years. Yeah, and, and you know, like they made an investment here to to make that deal with Ottawa, and and if Dion Phaneuf is is struggling now, uh, I I don't really want to think what he's going to be two and three years down the road. 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's difficult to to imagine if you're yeah. if you're a Kings fan. Uh, Scotty, listen, thank you so much for taking the time, and we will talk to you next week when we will be in playoff mode. Sounds great. Thanks, Andy. All right, thank you, Scott Cullen from TSN.ca on Twitter. A must follow at TSN Scott Cullen. Check out his work Monday to Friday on TSN.ca. Uh, he's got the snapshot, the power rankings there. Uh, statistically speaking, always a great read at TSN Scott. Colin. All right, folks, that'll wrap up our regular season finale of TSN Hockey Analytics. Now, again, we will be back for the playoffs starting next week, and we'll take you pretty much as long as the, the Maple Leafs hang around at least and, and go from there. So big thank you, everybody, to, uh, for their support through Season 4. Again, we will be continuing on uh, with that. Wanted to mention as well, uh, one more time, to go and support the GoFundMe page uh, for the Humboldt Broncos and their, their bus uh, crash uh, tragedy that happened yesterday. We tweeted out the link at TSN Analytics. I retweeted it from at AndyMC81. So if you uh, can't find it somewhere or whatever, you can go right there at TSN Analytics and do what you can. And, of course, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. So uh, we'll be back next week. So for producer Sean Lavery, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN Hockey Analytics. See you next Saturday here on TSN 1050.